0: is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to Super Spreading Bitcoin 2022. This week in Bitcoin. Today is November the 26th, 2021. Some call this Black Friday. I had a little relative ask me, is that racist? I mean, how is that? People ask how do little kids know about racism it's unbelievable strong hand long-term thinking bitcoin is the next bitcoin unconfiscatable buying over crying be a unique beast i have some unique beast here today best freaking guest in the space i bring you every freaking week fitting in is ri- overrated only the beginning don't fomo on alts buying over crying Personal responsibility is a new counterculture. Did I already say strong hand? Because you got to have strong hands today. But some people are falling for some nonsense. FUD, again. Come on, variants? You guys fall for this? Buy and hold. All right, yeah. We got Mauricio back in the freaking house. Hidal Tarantula is back in the freaking house. Michael Shapiro is back in the house. Oh, I am really excited. Everybody, everybody, remember... Bitcoin 2022 in Miami is April freaking, what is it? Six to the ninth link to below. You could buy tickets to it. I'll I'll be there. And we're going to talk about it because El Presidente of El Salvador is going to be speaking there. And Mauricio already, you know, was hanging with him earlier this week or something like that. Who knows what was going on? But I I, I do want to see before we, all the topics this week, I know straight up. So I'm going to tell you guys that are watching this tape what the topics are. We're going to talk about how people are panicking all over the economic realm and selling stuff all over uh, on Black Friday because of some variant. Oh, there's a variant in the virus, blah, 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 blah. It's coming from Africa. Let me tell you something. I would travel to freaking South. I would love to be in South Africa right now, but I don't go there. Well, because they stick stuff up your nose and probably up your tuchless too. And I can't get back in America without them sticking something up my toe. or out my nose either, and I'm not down with that. But I would go there. I, I, there's nothing to fear at all. I mean, it's it's we. There is no pandemic. Pound that like button. I'll say it again. There is no pandemic. It's a freaking pandemic of your mind. If there, if this wasn't on the news, people would even know about it at this point. It's so ridiculous. But we're anyway. Uh, we're getting to the point. We'll talk about that. We're going to talk about Bitcoin City. We're going to talk about. Michael Shapiro, he's got news to announce to us. We're going to talk about Hillary fl- frickin Clinton fighting on Bitcoin again. I mean, what is up with this? And we'll talk about everybody else's, uh, you know, me traveling. I'm going to go to West Virginia soon. So I, this is what I want to say. It's like deja vu all over again. I, I always refer to March 12th and March 13th of 2020 when the whole world freaking panicked uh, and started selling everything and Bitcoin dropped below four thousand dollars for a few seconds and i bought two bitcoin okay because i understand how these normies you know there's a day after tomorrow things might seem dark sometimes because of media hype but then the world continues and the economic realm continues regular people buy stuff and don't panic and you don't hear about insanity on, on the news all the time so again we, we have this news break conveniently on Thanksgiving and, and Black Friday um, that, uh, th- that that there's a new variant. And people are selling stuff all over. Bitcoin's price goes down. Why would you sell Bitcoin at a time like this? Now, there is no logical reason for any of this. And I want to warn you all, on Monday, when people actually get back to work, because no one's working in America right now, at, at this hour at least. I'm getting my hair cut after this. The barber's working. But it, it might drop even more. Let me just tell you something, guys. We're one day closer to an all-time high. Why you? Anyone buys into this? Still, it, they fall for it every single freaking time. Variant this, variant that. Who, who knows why? It's you know CNN needs something to talk about. They need their ratings to go up, and people ruin their economic uh, their economic status by doing idiotic things by uh, buying uh, selling Bitcoin. They're gonna have to pay taxes on it and everything. This, if you're concerned about economic inequality, income inequality, this is how it happens because idiots like you sell on days like this and people like me don't sell. We get richer, you get poorer, and, they, and that's how the gap comes about. And you, and then you cry and do your virtue signaling, and say, oh, it's so wrong that the poor are poorer than they were last year. They're poorer because, because of idiot days like this. And tomorrow and Monday when people are still selling and panicking over some BS variant, okay? This is how you buy the mainstream narrative. You worry when Hillary Clinton says something. You, this is how we have this, you know, this, this gap in wealth. And I don't care about the freaking back gap in wealth at all. I could care less about it, all right? You deserve what you get, all right, if you panic on days like this. So Shapiro, what do you think about all this variant nonsense and people selling
1: yeah, so I just saw a tweet that uh, across all the variants, uh, you, you only have about 0.3% variation in the genetic material. And the claim was that, you know, if you have natural immunity at this point, it doesn't matter what variant you have, you're, you're good against all of them. And, and that seems about in line with other things I've read.
0: Yeah. Is it even doesn't? But 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 on the economics, st- should people be selling their freaking Bitcoin today? I mean, you you just gave a very logical read why, why people shouldn't panic. You gave that's that's a very boring thing. You just said the CNN can't say, "Oh, it's coming from deep and darkest Africa." If they had you on, they'd know. No, they want to get ratings. But I mean, what do you think that people still uh, that the normies still panic that the on, on news like this? I, I mean, I just I for me, it, it's it's shocking. It's, it, it's it's not shocking it's annoying and it's it's it reminds me of the 80 percenters versus 20 percenters uh and and it just that there's this is going to pass we're going to forget this it's unbelievable so i don't know do you you have anything to say about this michael i I, i'm putting you on the spot a little bit i guess
1: well i i don't know that we can ever say exactly what causes the the price to move in one way i'm not paying attention to what's happening in the traditional markets uh, whether things are correlated or not correlated uh, I, I don't really care about the, the short-term noise. So it's, there, there's always uh, another uh, a variant to prop things up when they need to, to rebuild the, the momentum. I saw a tweet when someone was doing sort of technical analysis on the It's Okay, it's dipping. Now we need to, to pump it back up. And that's all it really is.
0: All right, you are a 20%er. You are logical. And so be more like this dude, people. He's, he's not even paying attention to the darn price. I, I mean, I just you know, I wake up in the morning on the the day after Thanksgiving. I see. Well, I last night I started hearing about this. I see on Twitter, super super scary, deepest darkest Africa variant, Botswana, Botswana. Oh, it sounds so scary. Anyway, okay, uh, hot old tarantula. Any thoughts on on this on my rant, my opening rant?
2: Oh well, uh, with the uh, with the variants and the COVID pandemic, uh, yeah, the uh, you know they the fear starts dwindling, they, they need to ramp it back up. So what do you do? You know, you, you shake things up, you create uh, another scare. And, and that's just what it is. How else will they implement? You will have nothing, own nothing and be happy unless they can scare everything out of these people's weak hands. You know, it's just exactly what it, it's working exactly as planned, pretty much, you know. And, and it's, as you said, it's Black Friday and Bitcoin is on sale. Fire sale, go smash buy, have strong hands.
0: That's it. All right. We got Maurice here's up in Canada. I don't know if you have anything to say about this before Before you tell us about Bitcoin City and what happened in El Salvador. Do you have anything to say
3: about we can selling, the we can bear yeah. here? I mean, first off, I, we in the Bitcoin space, we tend to look at, at any kind of thing that happens in the market as this sort of like. Bitcoin centric event, um, I, I think what we're seeing today is not a Bitcoin centric event. If you look at the sell off, it's pretty broad. The s and is down more than two and a half percent. Oil is down twelve and a half percent. Like just put that in frame for a second. Like oil is the literal energy, like the source of like the engines for the world run on oil. That's down 12 a half percent. Who the hell cares what Bitcoin? Like, you know, if you're a real macro investor, you're not really looking at Bitcoin. You're looking at the fact that oil's down 12 and a half percent. The S&P 500 is down two base points. I, I, I have to look at exactly what the numbers are, but I, I think two and a half percent on the S&P's market cap is probably close to like half the market cap of Bitcoin or something along those lines uh, of value that just got shaved off equity markets. So um, if you look at bonds, bonds are the yield on the 10-year note is down 10 percent. The year on the 10-year note, that's a $27 trillion market. Like, so I just, you know, it, it it's easy to think about these moves as like Bitcoin events. And here I'll give you my my humble two cents on why this is all happening is the Fed's tapering. Like the Fed started injecting easy money into the market to the tune of $15 billion per, per meeting as of last week. They made that announcement and the market just kind of zombied on upwards. And that's typically does not happen. Uh, I, there were many analysts after the Fed started tapering weeks ago. In fact, we called this out in our newsletter. Uh, we we basically called this out on Monday. We said this is looking like people are looking for the door. Like it's looking like people are, are, are looking for caution. We were we were uh, there were more calls being sold than calls being bought on Monday. All options flows on Bitcoin. There were twice as many put being bought as puts being sold on Monday. Like this was the writing was on the wall, and um, and I think that this is very much. Uh, um, a, a product of economic policy. And everybody likes to think that these markets are fair and free and, and they're going by the supply and demand. It's supply and demand, but it's supply and demand of cheap, free government money, right? And when cheap, free government money runs out, the markets go down. Um, there was an, I'll leave it at this. There was a very interesting survey done by, uh, I believe it was Bank of America or Citi, where they surveyed all their high net worth clients and they said, when the drop from tapering comes, Will you buy back in at minus 5%, minus 10% or option C, when the Fed starts injecting money into the system again? And you can guess what they picked.
1: Mauricio, uh, could this be at all related to what some people have called the hyper-dollarization that may precede hyper-Bitcoinization with all the other currencies flying sort of this need to, to have access to dollars globally because uh, of how the debt's denominated?
3: I, I talk about, to me, this is, this is referred to as the last domino effect. So basically, as, as money dies, you start falling into the next domino and the next domino. And the dollar, because it's a reserve currency, starts taking off a cur- Like It becomes a de facto currency of countries like El Salvador, like Panama, like Ecuador, like Venezuela, uh, where, the, where the money has already died. The society still needs money, it needs a monetary instrument. So they adopt the dollar. Um, and, and I do think that there is going to be uh, a hyper-dollarization of the world hand-in-hand hand with hyper-Bitcoinization and the big part of that is going to be played by stablecoins because for all of us here at investor markets, we all see having a dollar bank account as like this trivial thing that, that anyone has access to. For people south of Texas, a dollar bank account is absolutely revolutionary. Um, the fact that they can actually send and receive value in dollars across is absolutely revolutionary for people outside of investor markets. And so this is why Lenin has a USDC savings account. People begged us for it, especially people outside of North America. No one in Canada asked us for a USDC savings account. No one in the States asked for a USDC savings account. It was everybody outside uh, where they were like, oh my God, like I love Bitcoin. I love that I can earn interest, but I don't want to have all of my savings here. It could drop 10% in a day. And like, this is like my life savings. And so to them, that is the nest So I do think dollarization or hyper dollarization goes hand in hand with with hyper Bitcoinization, but that's a personal view. Uh, that's actually
0: I re, that's a unique beast freaking view there because a lot of bitcoiners are just like, death of the dollar. I'm on your page there, dude. I I, I see the same thing. The dollar is gonna do is gonna stay the world reserve uh, currency and you know all this craziness that's going on. Is going to help people flee to the dollar. People respect the dollar. These these other currencies, they'll go down the tube and whatnot. Bitcoin and the dollar both could do well. That that's what I'm saying. And you don't have to you don't have to have the death of the dollar to have greatness for Bitcoin. The eighty percenters are going to be stuck on their freaking fiat anyway. They love their freaking convenience of these uh, central bank digital currencies that are coming down the pipeline. They will love and worship their Fed coins. We got to stick with the best of the best. But understand that the rest, yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll stick. So I, I like that per- I, the very unique beast perspective there, uh, Mauricio. Thank, thank you very much. And before we get into what you saw in El Salvador, I just want to say.
1: I, I just want to say it's short and medium term. It's not long term hyperdollarization. It's a, a temporary extinction burst. You know, maybe it'll go up a bit, but it's still going to go to zero. It's just uh, maybe not smoothly going to zero where uh, you might see a sort of plateau and then a more sudden movement, which ties into what people are talking about—the the death of the the cycles model, uh, closer to the the hyperbolic growth model, where we could see uh, more boring markets for a while and then faster growth in Bitcoin than anyone expects as it goes hyperbolic, literally.
0: Okay, well, with, with the dollar, you see mid- mid-term dollar hy- hyper hyper dollarization or whatever. That's a, a mid midterm is an interesting term it is, I mean, I long-term, I know what that is. I know what short-term is midterm could be like 20 years. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm not discounting the dollar here. I think it could go on for a real long time and maybe that could be a, uh, some Let's say, well, that, that's not, that, that's not really long-term. That 20 years is just midterm. So I, I, I don't know. Um, I'm, I, I don't think the dollar is going to go to zero. I, I don't think it'll ever go to zero. But I guess we're 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 we're, we're going to be different different on that. But I mean, Michael, do, I mean, do you have a time frame on that on, on your theory on the dollar? How long this could go on for?
1: Um, yeah, I'd say dollar at zero within ten plus or minus five years.
0: Okay, that's uh, that's that's soon. That that's, that's very
2: ambitious. Yeah, yeah, that's that's very that's quite. My ambitious. presidential napkins will be in supply. We use them as toilet paper.
0: All right. Well, we shall see. We shall see. Uh, I mean, hopefully, we'll be still be doing this show in five years, and you'll be back. We'll we'll be talking about this when you know. uh, what I care about, you know, dollar goes to zero. I'm in great position. I just care about six digit Bitcoin realm. Okay, that's our next step, or or, or who knows what the next step is. Really, the next step for all you guys is to pound that freaking like button. And I just want to remind everyone that Alistair Milne. I linked to him below. This this funny tweet. Rumor has it that the new virus super mutant variant. Can escape antibodies and infect blockchains. Do your own research. Yeah, who knows? Man, maybe, maybe maybe that's why people are panicking. Um, and yes, I, I I want to reiterate what Mauricio said. The economic uh, oddities that are going on today—it's way beyond Bitcoin, way beyond Bitcoin. But this is a Bitcoin show. But I mean, I don't know how people fall for, you know, Mauricio thinks it's because of tapering, perhaps a little bit's because of tapering. Most of it's because of tapering. Some of this is because people sell the freaking news and the news right now is this variant nonsense. People, there are certain guys, they sell the freaking news and, and it's insane that the people are selling everything based on this news. It's, it, for me, it's silly um, that it happens every time and, and people get worried every time when they hear about a variant or, or whatever the, the latest and greatest mainstream fear-mongering crapola is. So let us move down to El Salvador. Mauricio, you were at the event, um, the president uh, made who will be speaking at the Bitcoin conference in Miami, that maybe all of us will be at, we'll talk about that later in April 6th to, to 9th. Um, what did he have to say or what did you hear? What was the scene like in El Salvador? Are people really using Bitcoin there?
3: Um, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll give you two cents on, on what, I, what I took away as the most sort of exciting parts about El Salvador. So first off, I think I, as many people, had this idea of El Salvador as being this sort of chronically underdeveloped society where, you know, you know transparently, I didn't know how good the infrastructure was going to be. I didn't know how cell phone coverage was going to be. I had I had very little context on El Salvador outside of what I hear from people and you hear kind of mixed reviews. Um, I went down there and I have to say, it's, it's beautiful. Like uh, the, the airport's beautiful. You can take an Uber, uh, there's nice roads. There's a nice sort of part of the city that is, that is very well-developed, has beautiful restaurants. Um, everybody speaks English. By and large, the majority of people speak English. Uh, when we landed at the airport, it, it felt like we were diplomats, like diplomats from day one. Like we arrived and we had, to, we had to be put, it's like, are you coming to the conference? Yes, we got put through a special line. Um, are you coming to the conference? Yes, we, had, we didn't have to pay for the sort of $10 to $12 permit to come in. Uh, we just kind of got sped through, fast-tracked through the whole process and made feel very welcome. Thank you for being here. It's so great that you're here. Um, the, guy, the first Uber driver I took over, the second I told him I was there for Bitcoin, pops up his Chivo app, starts showing me how he's using Bitcoin and basically how excited he is, starts asking me to teach him about Bitcoin, why Bitcoin's important. I orange-pilled this guy for about an hour trip to my office. Own- to my hotel i basically was dropping orange pills like left right and center because everybody wanted them which is the crazy thing everybody wanted to be orange pilled which it's nuts mind you, you i did come across a few people that were like the comments that that they said whoever was was not you know vocally in favor of the law their concern at some points or the majority of the concern that i heard the most often was el Salvador just had a lot of other problems to tackle and my only, cons- my only kind of beef is that this was the first thing that was tackled. Like, we, we, we could have dealt with, like, a, a little help on the education side. We could have helped with, uh, you know, if you invested a little bit on this or that. And, and frankly, I think what rubs them sometimes the wrong way is, is when, you know, the president spends a lot of money in these sort of elaborate shows to, to talk about Bitcoin. Like, you, you know, you, you could probably do that without the fireworks, right? Or you could probably do that without the sort of big big setup. Right. And so I think that that's what it's, it's that little extra element of show that, that I think rubs some people uh, the wrong way. People are excited about having Bitcoin. Like a lot of them were very transparent and saying things like you guys wouldn't be here if it wasn't for this law. Uh, we're receiving a lot of investments into the into the economy because of this. Um, and I think it's really cool, like what's happening down there. Now, what I will say is that I, I don't think Bitcoin should be married to any one political party. I said this in our, uh, in our blog and I'll say this again. Uh, I think Bitcoin should be you know, stewarded into the benefit of the majority. And I'm not saying that what he's doing isn't gonna benefit the majority, but I'm saying we shouldn't let crypto ever become part of one political party and not the other, or, or let it be politicized to the, to the extent that we can, because Bitcoin is gonna do great things for people and politicians are gonna try to capitalize on it. We're not gonna be able to change that. That's gonna happen. Uh, it's really on us to say, this isn't you doing this, it's Bitcoin doing this. And good on you for bringing Bitcoin to the people and not some shitcoin. But let's, let's just keep checks that, you know, we're, we're, we're not letting somebody run away with this and, and, and kind of present the, the benefits of Bitcoin as the benefits of one person, uh, you know, because I do think this is a big elaborate effort and it's very easy or it's a slippery slope, Basically, so I say I, I, applaud Yipukele, I applaud what they're doing. I just think us as a community should just keep ourselves in check to not essentially let any one group or any one party be the owners of Bitcoin development or the bringers of Bitcoin. Into the, we should we should have every party trying to do the same uh, so that, you know, the people win at the end of the day, not the one or two parties.
0: All right. I mean, also, we got to realize, though, if if some party wants to be an idiotic party and be against Bitcoin, I mean, there's only so much we can do. But the, in fact, yes, Bitcoin is good for everyone. It is not a left thing. It is not a right thing. And uh, we, we grasp that here on the show, at least a lot of people don't grasp it, though. And we'll, we'll talk about Hillary Clinton in a second. But uh, about, you talk about uh, you know, the fireworks and he puts on a, a nice show. Is Bitcoin
3: City just a show? Is this going to be a real thing? It's it's not a joke, man. Like you're trying to raise a billion dollars outside of the IMF. Like if, if you can do this, uh, it, it, so this isn't a joke, right? Like this guy is literally trying to build a city and raise a billion dollars. And there's there's checks and balances in the bond market today, right? Like there's the rating agencies and there's the IMF, which is basically the US trying to you know keeping tabs on who's raising what and at what rates. And so there's this there's this system of checks and balances imperfect as it may be there's this system of checks and balances right when you do that uh, when, when el salvador is effectively able to broker a sovereign bond outside of the purview or without the blessing say of the legacy financial system you you are literally opening up a brand new door in geopolitics that does not exist yet like you know to the extent that some banks have now some bitcoin under balance sheet like it's one thing for a central bank to have the resources to buy bitcoin on your balance sheet and then do it most central banks like don't they're strapped so like it's it's hard you're just swapping one reserve for the other but when you can raise debt on bitcoin from other people um that is a net new instrument and i think that it could change a lot of things it it can have a, a series of consequences that are perhaps not considered right now. So I think Bitcoin City, it's going to be very challenging for them to underwrite that bond. But if they can do it, a lot is going to change because of it.
0: This is great insider information here, man. Is there anything else you want to say about the experience down there, the conference itself? Did, did you meet the president? Did you Did you meet some
3: cool people? Anything interesting? I, I met some really cool people, man. And and I met so many influencers that I had uh, many clients and many people that have been supporting us for many years. People whose shows I've been on kind of similar to this, but they hadn't had the chance to travel because of COVID or they were just, you know, at the time Bitcoin they were just Bitcoin educators two years ago, and not a lot of people cared about that. But now, they, now they're better off, and they can fly to these events, and they got to commit, commit or connect with so many of them in person. Um, it was cool. The, the Lightning crew, I just want to give a huge shout out to the Lightning guys, because seeing somebody pay for freaking a pupusa using Bitcoin, paying zero fees with different wallets, blew my mind. Absolutely blew my mind. I, I, I had a friend who bought me a beer at the bar with Lightning. And the transaction took less than a minute. And I just came away mind uh, I, I was I was a bit of a skeptic, to be honest, because I had never seen this thing work in the wild. I came back a complete Lightning believer. You know, I
0: I became a lightning, I became a lightning believer because a hot tarantula sent me some uh, lightning and you guys can send me some too. Wait, but before we, before we move on, I I have one final question about what you saw and didn't see down there. Uh, There, there has been some news of protests against Bitcoin down there. Besides, you know, people not liking that the president spent a lot of money on on a show and everything.
3: Um, Did did you see
0: protests type of stuff? Any anti-Bitcoin sentiment?
3: None. and I did ask about it, um, and I tried to ask about it in the sort of most unbiased way that I could, because clearly I have a bias, a pro-Bitcoin bias, but I tried to be sort of open to what people there might have to say against it. But what I've heard, what I heard actually often was, oh, yeah, those protests were most times organized by the opposing political party. Like, there was no, it wasn't really that people really didn't like Bitcoin, it was just that it was this opposing political party was like really trying to rally people up to to get a picture. So...
1: Very good information there. That, make, that makes sense. All right, dudes, other... Can, can I add Can I add something about that, though?
0: Yeah, yeah I want you to... Um, um, just okay, with, and, uh, please,
1: please. Yeah, so, I, I mean, one thing people have said sort of from a macro perspective is we'll know that Bitcoin has really won and made it when Ross Albright is free. And, and those sorts of things are, are the, the types of metrics I like to pay attention to. So as that relates to El Salvador, the thing is, sure, you can buy a pupusa with lightning, but what is that pupusa made out of? What are you eating? You're eating seed oils, which are completely toxic. And so that's just this whole next level of, do you actually have a, a truly Bitcoinized society? You're going to see those things fade away and shift. Um, so that's just a, another perspective to think about.
0: Dude, that's a deep level there, man. And quite uh, down the road there. But you're thinking, you're thinking long-term. Uh, do, you have a, do you have any questions? Uh, I, I want to. Do you think this Bitcoin city is actually going to come about,
1: Michael? I, I'm not sure about the city. I think it's it's going to relate a lot to the the actual energy economics of uh, volcano and, and building energy off of that. In terms of you know whether that's just a, a mining town um, for Bitcoin mining or there's whether there will be other things. Um, Planned cities can sometimes work, sometimes they don't work out so well. Overall, though, I I think what's going on in El Salvador is more this El Salvador story rather than a Bitcoin story. Um, If we look globally, for instance, Nigeria has 30x the population, 18x the, the GDP of El Salvador. Um, and so what's happening there to, to me, that's a, a more important thing as it relates to Bitcoin and what's happening in El Salvador is is great for El Salvador, but it's more about what is Bitcoin doing for El Salvador rather than what impact does El Salvador have on Bitcoin? Uh,
2: excellent,
0: excellent point, because in the year 2050, apparently Nigeria is going to have more people living in it than the United States of America. So, yeah, if they go hardcore Bitcoin, it, of course, it's a bigger story than, than El Salvador. but. Uh, we've, we've got some, it's, it's prominent right now. El Salvador plans to build the world's first Bitcoin city in the world. That's, that's a catchy headline for those of you who missed it. That is what we're, we are talking about. Hey, but I want to hear more about Nigeria and Bitcoin. I, I would love it. Yeah. If, if Nigeria adopted Bitcoin as a, a, an official currency, my Lord, that would be uh whoo. All right. So uh tarantula, do you have any co- comments on Bitcoin city? Any questions for Mauricio, your take on El Salvador and, bitcoin city and, and the president of el salvador speaking of bitcoin 2022 in fact
2: well actually um i was thinking about going down to uh bitcoin 2022 in april i uh, have some family down there i might stay and visit but in regards to el salvador uh what Mauricio said the concerns of the citizens about like some of the excess flash and everything and all that i i can understand those concerns you know i think that the adoption should be done humbly you know don't don't try to, uh, you know, too many fireworks. You know, might 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 put too much sulfur in the air for some people. You know what I mean? They may not appreciate that. Uh, they might think that, like, like you said, that some other things may, you know, capital could be allocated better towards. Like, I personally feel like that an animal hospital, which I understand is something that they've allocated funds to, it's nice. Save the animals. I love animals. That's great. But you know, maybe uh, something. It's for people, maybe like a a people hospital or like, you know, something that is going to help their citizens. Do you think the animals themselves are are hungrier than the citizens? I don't know. Uh, But maybe maybe they they need more help than the citizens. But uh, and then like like you said, you know, it is the slippery slope with uh, the the political side of things and adopting a currency that's that's. For everybody, it's, it's you know, like, like Michael said, it's not just, um, you know, uh, it's it's El Salvador's story because Bitcoin is for everybody. And so it, it you know, to me, I, I think it's amazing. And and I am concerned, like, is, is it going to be just like a mining town? Or because the way they're talking about getting the geothermal energy, what else kind of uh, infrastructure will they put together there to utilize the energy for? Will they only try to use it for that? Um Those are just things that I'm, you know, intrigued about, and and curious to see, you know, how it plays out over the long term, Uh, especially the uh, the the way they're talking about doing the taxes and everything in that city. Uh, It's it's going to be interesting, and and I'm excited to to follow it.
0: By the way, I want to remind everybody: all three of these dudes are linked to below. Follow them on freaking Twitter right now. So here's a question for you, uh, Tarantula, because this was a quote too. This was Samson Mao was down there and he said, El Salvador will become the Singapore of Latin America. Now I want to give you my take on it. That would be great. That is a great goal. Um, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know if that can really happen, uh, but I mean, I hope it can happen. El Salvador would be, I mean, that is strive for that El Salvador strive. Keep that, keep that as your goal to be the Singapore's Latin America would be every, it would be great. And for Bitcoin to trigger, that would be the ultimate, uh, t- do you see that happening, Tarantula? El Salvador becoming the Singapore of Latin America?
2: I mean, it, it, you know, I don't see why not if they play their cards right. You know, they, they employ the, uh, the Bitcoin, we call it uh, low time preference uh, style. And, you know, they'll be able to build greatness instead of waste. So it, I think that Bitcoin changes the way that people perceive things and the way that they interact with the world. And with that, it you know, I mean, think about this: where where we've seen innovation stifled because there's been you know it threatens somebody else in an industry that's already flourishing. Uh, Bitcoin bypasses that where somebody likes the innovation that they see, they can fund it directly. They don't have to worry about a bank you know cutting off the funds because somebody else who's a large stakeholder in that bank sees that that innovation threatens their industry somewhere else. And that happens a lot in this world and and it really slows down progress in regards to, you know, what uh, people out there by themselves who are just building and trying to make a better world independently where they couldn't get funding before because things like what they were putting together was threatening to other individuals like higher up in the world. That's not a problem anymore for those people now with Bitcoin. They can get it direct, and, and that's going to spur innovation and, and speed along the development of that innovation by leaps and bounds, in my opinion. And I think that it gives opportunity to places like El Salvador to develop into something like Singapore, like Samson said.
0: All right, disintermediation. Let's get rid of the freaking middlemen here. I want to know uh, from Mauricio do you think it'll be the Singapore of uh, Latin America?
3: Well, I'll keep it brief, but like I think you know, they're definitely so. Like Einstein said, Einstein said, you know, the insanity is doing the same thing over and expecting different results, right? And so LATAM has been, you know, for decades trying to like snap out of this like development trap, uh, and and I think the only to, to to get a different result, you need to do something that's drastically different and boldly different. And I, if you look at the, at the at the at the landscape, the only guys that are swimming seemingly against the tide are them. And so I think the only guys with an outsized chance of being radically different in a decade or two are them. And so you know, bold actions can lead to bold reactions. Uh, and so whether it works out or not, it's yet to be determined. I think all of us here could agree that Bitcoin has a great potential. And if they play their cards right, I don't see why they couldn't. I think the, the, the more days El Salvador is still the only country that has Bitcoin as legal tender, the more that is likely. Uh, as more start to pile on, that'll become less likely.
0: All right. That was a beautiful answer.
3: <laughs> they're the only one that has the potential to
0: do it, because they're the only one doing something different. Pal that like but I like. That's a great answer. Uh, Shapiro, any uh, thoughts on El Salvador becoming the, the next the Singapore of Latin America?
1: I guess it's hard for me to say. I don't know enough about Singapore's history. You know, obviously they have a large financial sector. So how much of their wealth was essentially created by the Cantillian effect by capturing senior age? Now, of course, they have a fairly diversified economy. Um, I haven't looked enough into uh, volcano geothermal energy, but I think it's really going to hinge on that. Um, what is the actual levelized cost of energy that you can get out of that? Um, why has that not been done at scale for for just other manufacturing industries before? Um, so if you look at just developing civilization in general, the, the limiting factor is always energy. Look at what is the amount of energy that a, a region has per capita, and, and that'll give you a pretty good sense of the, the quality of life there.
0: All right, so let's uh, let's move on from El. Does anyone have anything else to say about El Salvador before we uh, move to the next topic here? Okay, um, and so tell us, Mister Shapiro, what is uh, you know you you've been working on a project? We've kind of corresponded about it back and forth, but you wanted to, you wanted to bring it up on the show today. And I I love insider information. I love dudes that are in motion doing their own projects and stuff. So I, I'm and you're a smart dude. So I I want to hear all about what you're doing.
1: Yeah, so I'm starting a company called WageVest, uh, which does something uh, that uh, is similar, um, well, not really similar, but it's it's better than the pay me in Bitcoin concept. So when people talk about getting paid in Bitcoin, all they're really talking about is taking their, their dollar-based contract and turning that into Bitcoin at the time they get paid. And the reality is with all the the get on zero technology that's coming out, um, now there's uh, the LVL bank or level bank, um, different tools that will allow automatic conversion from Fiat into Bitcoin and then Bitcoin into Fiat at the point of sale. Um, there is this convergence where that's just going to be the default. Anyone who wants to, to get into Bitcoin is going to be able to do so very quickly because the markets are extremely liquid now. Um, that doesn't change the fact that the actual contract is being denominated in dollars. Um, so what WageVest is doing is enabling um, contracts for employment to be partially non-dollar denominated. And that's really where you start shifting things significantly. So instead of saying you get paid a certain number of dollars each month, uh, you'll get paid a certain number of dollars and a certain amount of Bitcoin each month for some amount of time going forward, where you lock in the amount of Bitcoin that you're getting paid.
2: Uh,
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, this is people are gonna have to really value their wealth in Bitcoin. That get
2: expensive for Bitcoin. the employer, I wonder.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So it's it's about balancing the this relationship between the employee and the employer to make it work on both sides. Uh, so there is a cost to the employer if they're just. Um, having to to just guarantee that they're going to pay Bitcoin or other assets. Um, So what I'm doing to make it more, have more mainstream appeal, uh, because we're so early with Bitcoin is have it be stocks, because stocks are really what people think about as their form of money, stocks and real estate. Those are the monetized assets. Those are the targets of inflation. Uh, so if it's something that's just focused on Bitcoin, it's not going to get enough adoption. And that's a challenge I see with a, a lot of Bitcoin companies um, where their choice is either do a bunch of shitcoin scams or do only Bitcoin and, and wait for people to figure it out. Uh, but with stocks, there's sort of this smooth transition where you start shifting the concept of what are we using as the money? Because if people start denominating their salary partially in stocks, That lends itself to the idea of why is the money so bad that I'm having to get paid in shares uh, of XYZ portfolio? And then that's one step away from saying, hey, why don't you move some of this into Bitcoin? And it's also a way of not scaring companies that have uh, all this FUD that they have to deal with their board requirements, where if you just say, hey, this is uh, the ability to capture stocks, then they'll say, okay. And then before they know it, they have uh, Bitcoin on their balance sheets.
0: This is a uh, this is going to be quite a project, and there's going to have to be some reach out to these companies here, man. You're going to have to have a marketing team in all sorts. I mean, you're going to uh,
1: yeah. It, it, the The response has been very positive so far, uh, because I, I've talked to companies where they say, "Yeah, this is exactly what we need. We want to get on board right away because." we're looking at, at our compensation it's going up and we're not sure how to deal with inflation. You see in, uh, in software, people sometimes getting 40, 50% raises to switch jobs. It's destabilizing um, the, the economics, which is what happens in a hyperinflationary regime. Everything just sort of grinds to a halt. And so what this enables is a continuation of economic activity where you can stabilize those companies, which otherwise have this massive risk of losing employees, not being able to have a stable workforce, unless you're large enough that you're basically a quasi-governmental corporation. Um, And and the way to make the economics work is that each employee um, takes a small pay cut in order to have access to this. If you know what Bitcoin is going to do, even if you know what stocks are going to do, being the target of inflation, um, it's a really good deal for the employee. Uh, so it's just creating this market um, where previously you had this cheap debt that was trapped on corporate balance sheets that was getting underutilized. Um, so it's it's essentially taking this option and forcing um, Cantillionaire beneficiaries to execute on it in a way that, that benefits employees. And it, it's closing, um, it, it's arbitraging uh, this gap.
0: I, if I was an employee, I would opt into this. I'm very interested to see how many employees out there are interested in this right now, who who will value their wealth in Bitcoin to this extent. I mean, you, you've, we'll see. I, I wish you luck. I hope. I hope it's. I hope it's a lot. I really hope. It's yeah.
1: All. So so it's it's just it, it, that that really just comes down to pricing. There is a price. So if someone says, you know, take five percent off of your salary and take fifty percent of that, that's fixed in Bitcoin for one year out pretty sure everyone listening to this would go for that. Um, and and it's a product that's going to be launched in about a a month and a half. Um, so I'd say anyone who's on, I have a, I have a lot of background noise. I don't know if you can hear me.
0: No, I hear you. We hear you.
1: Okay. Um, so yeah, it's going to be launched in a month and a half. And I'm looking for, uh, companies that want to be part of the initial launch probably will be a, a closed beta initially. Um, and so, any anyone who wants to have access to this um, can reach out to me, and you know they can pitch their employers. And that's why I see it as something that will scale rapidly. If if you take a, a regular SaaS product, it, it sort of it it can be a fairly negligible impact to the company. Uh, this has a a really large impact to companies and employees. So the way I see it is, all the plebs are going to be asking their employers to have access to it.
0: Hopefully, man. I, I so he's linked to below. Everybody, if you want to reach out, help him out. You know, if you want to be paid or you want to pay people in Bitcoin, uh, he, Shapiro's linked to below. Of course, keep me updated with it. Um, send me the link. I'll. I'll. I'll is there a yep. link to it yet?
1: Um, It's on Twitter. So just WageVest on Twitter, just following the the WageVest Twitter account is the best way to keep up with it. And and the thing that I think is is really neat is a a lot of companies are focused on building tools related to transacting with bitcoin and and things like that the reality is um it's going to be some time before major companies want to do that because their entire infrastructure is built around dollars so we have the the contracts are denominated in dollars but their entire tool chain all their accounting tools the fact that you know if they're a u.s company they're dealing with u.s regulation they're paying their u.s taxes they're paying workers comp all those things so if you try to throw a wrench in that and say okay Okay, we're going to integrate direct Bitcoin transactions. It's going to be really challenging. So what this tool actually does is it settles everything in U.S. dollars. So it's really plug and play. And from the employer's perspective, there's not really any major integration work that needs to be done. And for the employees' perspective, because there are these tools that allow them to take their salary and almost instantly convert it into Bitcoin, what they're at, at most what they're losing is something like a, a couple days of holding dollars um, if they have non-instant ACH payments.
0: Okay, so I li- I'm going to link to it below. Wage Wage Vest Wage Vest is the uh, the Twitter to follow. Uh, I know, Mauricio, you got to get out of here pretty soon. Do you have any uh, thoughts on uh, on what is we, we've just been talking about here uh, with uh, with Michael's uh, business uh, proposal, <laughs> uh, what he's working on?
3: I think it's great. I think it's uh, you know we are so. I let letting a lot of our people uh, get paid in Bitcoin. They they choose to get paid in Bitcoin. We obviously you know we we, we credit people into their own savings accounts, uh, but I think more and more people definitely want to. Um, I remember, you know, when I was in Venezuela and, and hyperinflation hit and, and you saw people's pensions just evaporate, um, it, it's such a, it, people really felt the pain of, of having the nominated their, their sort of stash in, in, in that horrible, horrible fiat. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, and I think that as more people kind of wake up to this, like there's definitely going to be a demand for getting paid in something that. Has more of an upside. It'll be trickier, you know, more so for the company perspective because it's you, you kind of have to hedge out, you know, how much, to to your point about everything being in dollars. Like if you're if you're setting up a future liability that's not in dollars, you have to find a way to hedge it. But I think if you guys can worry or, or help the company kind of think that through and the employee make it all simple, I think it's beautiful. Yep,
1: um, yeah, that that's exactly what we do. We we make it so that the company trades on their balance sheet to always remain market neutral.
3: That, right. That's great. So no, I, congrats, man, and kudos, um, and yeah, I mean, and not before I leave, I to I have to give my shameless plug, uh, letin.io. If you guys want to check it out, uh, we do Bitcoin back loans and savings accounts, uh, and you can trade in between Bitcoin and USDC. Um, that's that's really it.
0: All right, yeah, I want I was gonna right now say give give it your best there. All right, well, <laughs> stay stay warm in Toronto and uh, stay free in Toronto. And will you be going to the Miami Bitcoin Conference in 2022?
3: Hell yeah. Oh,
0: pound that like button. He, yeah, you, You'll be hanging with the President, El Presidente again. Okay, Mauricio, thank you uh, for being on the show today. You got you jet out a little bit early. Thank you, guys. Uh, it was a pleasure now, to
3: meet you both, Tarantula and Mike. Wish you the best, and hopefully we'll see you soon, hopefully on Twitter or the next
2: conference. All right. It's nice to meet you too. Tarantula, you. what's
0: your take? Any take on what uh, Michael's doing out there?
2: Oh, I think that's absolutely amazing, and I wish you the best of luck. I think that once people start getting – paid, getting in Bitcoin paid. And, and that's one thing as a, as a miner, like that's something that I, I like a lot, you know, getting paid in Bitcoin. And uh, that, I don't think the employers, I think that, it, I don't think they understand yet, like 99% of them in the world don't get it, uh, that, you know, our time is, is most precious to us. It, and, and with what you're doing, you know, it forces them to to really sit back and look at how much how much are these people worth to me how much you know is is their time in regards to you know how much value they see in it uh because when you're set on a amount of you know bitcoin that you're paying out every month regardless of the dollar denominated value the employer you know as you said they you know you're helping them to hedge and, and stay neutral with that and everything but they're Employers, the other employees for them, the whole uh, dynamic. This just it forces them to look at each other in different ways. I think because of what Bitcoin is and how it represents, uh, you know, mon- you know, money uh, to us. It, I think that it, that's amazing. It's it's going to change the the relationship between the employee and the employer. I think. I think that's awesome.
0: Yeah, it gets them out of that fiat mon- mindset that the throwaway. You know, the,
2: you know, just they, waste away. They, they might be more willing to be a little bit more considerate about you know requesting mandatory time from employees too if they're forced to pay them in Bitcoin, especially if they don't necessarily need the employee there and they just want to... I've seen ridiculous management before just want to have people there to do stuff and there ain't nothing for them people to do there. I mean, they could be at home with their families and like being an automation facility before I've seen like... Many people get called into work and just in case something happens and they could have been with their families. And I bet if they were being if their employers had to pay them in Bitcoin, they'd probably be like, you know what? We only need this many people today, you know. And so I think that what you're doing is great. And I I wish you the best of luck and success.
1: Awesome. Thank you. Awesome. Yeah, I, I agree with that. It's, it's, you know, some people think, oh, I don't want anything to do with Bitcoin. Well, Bitcoin has something to do with you. And it's going to come sooner rather than later. And yeah, this is forcing this competition. We know that in a Bitcoin world, things are going to be very competitive, very liquid. And yeah, I'm trying to force that to happen sooner that even before hyper Bitcoinization, you might have some real competition, even when you're trying to operate on a fiat standard.
0: I'm telling you, all three of these guests are in motion with their you know, companies within the Bitcoin space here. Uh, Tarantula, you, you alluded to your mining that you do and everything, which is great, man. You're, 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 you're in motion too. I, I do want to tell everyone we're, we're talking about, well, of course we're talking about money. It's the freaking this week in Bitcoin. I, I want to say that I, YouTube must have not like what I said when I, I think it was the line that I said, there is no pandemic because already they've, uh, like demonetized this video in the middle of the freaking video being live. So those of you who want to support the show, do a super chat. Link to below, I'm Adam at TrezorHelp.com on PayPal. Remember, we raise $100. We do another show. This show is obviously sponsored by Bitcoin Magazine that we do every week. But the One Bitcoin Show is sponsored by you guys. And that's how we, we raise $100 when we do a new show. And so, yeah, the YouTube won't be uh, paying me any money for this one, at least, because they don't like, uh, you know, this, this is the way where, you know, you can't say certain things on YouTube. And I understand that. That's why uh, we, we do things a little differently here. Thank God for Bitcoin Magazine. And I am so pumped about the event of Bitcoin 2022 in Miami. Uh, my, I didn't get to meet Michael at 21. You, you were there, but it, it, there were so many people there. There are going to be three times as many people there in Miami uh, this year. So hopefully you'll be there again, pitching your freaking business and everything. Do you, do you plan to be there again?
1: yeah yeah i'll be there and um i might do a uh they have some startup things so i might do a pitch there
0: okay there there, and i want to remind everyone we are proud to announce the president of of el salvador as a speaker at bitcoin 2022 president however you say his last name i don't know how to pronounce it will deliver an in-person in-person keynote address at the uh, bitcoin 22 uh 2022 conference in miami uh, Sharing the progress on becoming the world's first Bitcoin native country, guys. If you want to get the disc ten percent discount, use Adam ten discount code. Click on the link below. I I will be there. It will be great to actually meet all you people again in person. We'll hug each other. You know, like we'll shake hands like normal people do. You know, not not like pumping fist or or like kissing the computer screen or something ridiculous. I don't know what people do today, man. I, I I'm I'm tired of all this nonsense. It's just, it's it's unbelievable. I'm all about being in person. Bitcoin 2022 is about being in person. And yeah, the, I, I thought maybe the president would give his speech. He wouldn't be. He he's coming to America, man. That's pretty bold because you never know what can happen when you come to America and you're like a, a president from a country that's doing something that isn't exactly dollar friendly. I, I'm just Good saying.
2: Clintonized, man.
0: Yeah, I i don't know. He's got some uh, diplomatic immunity, but, you know, who knows what they'll do to it? I, I, I don't know. But OK, cool. I, I'm pumped about that. Well, let, let's talk about, you know, he and he's a politician. I, I just want to remind everyone of that, too. So I'm never going to fully trust this dude. I mean, I, I I'm not put. I don't put the dude on a pedestal. I, I don't know if he's going to be able to pull uh, why he's doing all this. He's got some authoritarian tendencies. I do not I didn't like his policy toward the virus in his country. So but you know, that he he's promoting Bitcoin, Whatever, I'm not worshiping the dude and everything. But I know a lot of people want to hear him speak in person. So, hey, everyone's a little bit different. We do have a a, a politician that all of us are familiar with in the United States of America making noise. She made noise last week also. Hillary Clinton warns of China and Russia manipulating crypto. Yeah, dude, for
2: dude. real. That's, that's absolutely absurd. Considering the decentralized nature of bitcoin uh russia and china can't really do anything with it to affect us if if the united states tries to regulate it like overly first of all and then second of all uh bitcoin is pure freedom you know i guess hillary clinton hates freedom and truth because that's what bitcoin is and obviously well we know her history she's not a supporter of freedom or truth she's a you know manipulator pretty much you know i mean and she thinks that bitcoin is like the thing that china and russia is going to use to manipulate or to to cause havoc for us in the states like is she insane they just banned bitcoin in china apparently so why would they even be involved with it you know and then russia yeah (laughs) i mean come on now she's her, her handler, George Soros, or, or one of the uh, her overlords, has just you know got to have their upper us to get the mouth to move. And it's what's happening, you know. She's you know trying to regulate something like that from the U.S. Being that it's decentralized the way that it is, and it's not issued by any person, is absolutely pointless. It's it's ridiculous. And and then you know is she not familiar with the U.S. dollar? I mean, think about this. There's been, for a very long time, widespread manipulation and crime, straight funded by the U.S. dollar. And if you look at her hard enough, I'm sure that there are plenty of links between a lot of that crime in the U.S. dollar and herself. So, I mean, she needs to keep and clean her own side of the street before opening her mouth about something she absolutely knows nothing about. (coughs) Benghazi.
0: Yeah, well, well, then, uh, I see. We talk about manipulation in Hillary Clinton. I think she's just trying to uh, manipulate the algorithm and get herself into the news. Russia, yep. China, Bitcoin. This is what the, the, the algorithms like this, and it, it'll get the story uh, spread. I mean, it's it's total nonsense. Russia, yep. Russia, Russia. So I, I I do wonder why she's doing this. This is the second week in a row she's ragging on Bitcoin. I mean, maybe she's trying to run for president again. I mean, it, well,
2: it, you know, she got um. You know, she got, what is it, Mr. Klaus Schwab and Soros as her handlers. So, you know, our system fundamentally threatens their families directly in regards to everything they've brought into fruition over the last couple hundred years. And I think, uh, who was it, uh, Mr. Klaus Schwab's uh, parents uh, were quoted as saying that we don't care uh who runs the country as long as we control the money and i think Hitler was in power then when that was said so i mean these are the people that she's close to and like who handle her and so when like you said if if there needs to be some noise or her she needs to get herself into the news or something those are the things you know they're they're you know and like and like i said that this this fundamental threatens their entire system and so there's there's gonna be noise definitely well, especially out of people uh, like herself. Well, th- this it's is it's it's, sad it's, though that she, it, you know, she's just sad. Let's put it that way. <laughs> well,
0: the big I think a, a big lesson to take away from this is that the haters are gonna hate, and they are gonna stoop real low. They're gonna bring up Russia. They're gonna bring up China, and we're gonna hear some wild stuff like you know trying to call upon patriotism. You must stick by the dollar. This is going to destabilize the dollar. Who cares? Dude, uh, we don't have. A, we don't need to be loyal to the, the dollar when the dollar is just printed. I, I, I mean, the, the, what's going on with the dollar is insane. It, they, they keep printing it to, to fund all this nonsense. We have no, no reason. Don't fall for it, people. Don't fall, I mean, especially the Russia stuff. I mean, I don't know how young people can even uh, – fall for russia stuff they weren't even alive during the the the, you know the the time that russia was a threat russia is a joke it is a weak little joke uh weaker than so many countries out there that you i mean weaker than el Salvador, not weaker than el salvador but you 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 get my drift here but i mean she knows who she's fooling i guess and it it does work sadly uh to a certain segment of the population quite a large uh hunk of the population
3: you're right
2: you're right i know there's like quite a few people and like they're about to say like um 50s 50 to 70 that uh you know they voted for her husband back in the day you know and stuff like that and so she's she knows the demographic she's trying to hit and, and who she's trying to scare and it unfortunately it'll work and and but hey, that's just more time for us to accumulate and uh, and pick it up for low cost. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, they're, they're yeah obviously... the... okay, yeah, Michael,
0: yes.
1: Yeah, the the really funny thing in all of this is, anytime someone says there's price manipulation, the only thing they can be saying is that the price is being manipulated downward, and that the real price should be higher, uh, because uh, there's no such thing really as manipulation. There's just people buying and selling. this idea that manipulation can exist it's just not logically nonsensical uh so there's there's two things that can one you can have leverage but the thing is leverage means there are actual dollars that's just how dollars work that's not manipulation those dollars actually exist that's how the the fiat system works the other thing you can have is fractional reserves. So if you have exchanges, an exchange could illegally be manipulating the price downward by selling more Bitcoin than they actually have. When everyone tries to take their Bitcoin off the exchange, they find out, oh, it's not all there. And that causes a price spike, which means the real price is actually higher. So you can only manipulate it downward. So Hillary Clinton is telling you uh, Bitcoin is underpriced and, and you should buy a lot more before it, it, it gets back to where it should be. High signal, baby. He's right. <laughs> All right yeah. Hell
0: no, that is a good way to interpret it. But a lot of people are going to be like, oh, she's so wise. She's trying to protect us. This is a Russian scam. Another Russian scam. Bitcoin just re- – we should make it illegal. We should – I mean the, the- I didn't think it would get to this level that Hillary Clinton would be talking about it so soon and be twisting Russia into the narrative. I really didn't think, title, I, I, I didn't think we lived in that big of a clown world. If you would have asked me this a year ago, will Hillary Clinton become pushing in Russia and loyalty to the dollar and defending the dollar? I'd be like, no, why would she even be, be back in the news again? But yeah, yeah. what do I know? You
2: know I mean, I, and the thing is, that she, she's like calling out to the Biden administration with some urgency that we got to do something. Like these people think... You are dumb. They think that everybody out here in this country is a moron. They literally are sitting there telling you that we're going to pass an infrastructure bill that includes a stimulus to help us combat inflation. What do you think caused that inflation, you fools? They And they're putting news headlines out there, and people are just like, oh, okay, yeah, this is right. Oh, excuse me. Have you – do you <laughs> – you have your head so far up your backside that you just believe this stuff. But, I mean, yes. people must, I guess. But to me, it's absolutely sickening. It's a sign that literally the people that were put into office who have been in their office, who are in, in the past been in office, they think that you're morons. They think you're all a bunch of fools. You go get Bitcoin and save your backside or you're going to be sorry.
0: Well, most people outsource their thinking to people like Hillary Clinton. They don't want to think. So whatever whatever they see on TV, that's their truth. And that's what they'll they'll, go with.
2: I've run into situations uh, over the holiday uh, recently where it was, oh, well, where where'd you get that news from? Well, it wasn't MSNBC, CNN, or Fox, sorry to tell you. So they're like, oh, well, then how is it credible? Whoa. (laughs) Now I have trouble believing anything you tell me going forward. Actually, about what you might have heard on the news and whether or not it's credible. Yeah, jeez, normies. Are,
0: normies are going to normie, and they're going to know Clinton. And I, I will say this: Yeah, mate. she, she's bringing you this up what? like she's telling Biden. Uh, I, I just wonder: if she, she knows something we don't know about? Uh, yeah, I would have put her uh. pastor to try to position herself, even though as an old lady. To, to run against uh
2: whatever to try to be you, know, again. you gotta you gotta you gotta say you gotta look up to Satoshi Nakamoto he, he's a smart man he had the foresight to remain anonymous so that Hillary Clinton couldn't uh you know uh, do what she does best with <laughs> <laughs> good,
0: good 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 point and that's uh maybe something the president of El Salvador should worry about when he comes
2: to America again I don't yeah, yeah, yeah. All I don't right. trust that lady as far as I can spit, and I don't chew, brother. <laughs> All right. Uh,
0: Michael, Michael, any, any other thoughts on, on Hillary Clinton and uh, destabilizing the dollar and uh, China and Russia manipulating? Uh, I mean it's yeah.
1: – yeah, I guess the one thing is uh, she is correct. It, it is destabilizing the dollar, and that is what it's going to do. And as someone pointed out on Twitter, you know, uh, her take is actually more accurate than some of Michael Saylor's take, who's saying, oh, this is, uh, we're not, the dollar's going to be around, the the thing we're attacking is, is gold. And, and, you know, a lot of people have, have sort of asked, like, why is he he's saying these sorts of things? Um, so, yeah, there's actually sort of more signal in what she's saying, uh, because that is what it's going to do.
0: Yeah, but she's calling upon... I mean, the, the sick part of it is this blind loyalty to the dollar that we should think it's a bad thing that the dollar will be destabilized. Let, compete, don't complain.
2: Compete, oh, don't man. complain. Is Right what, is on what,
3: point with that.
2: <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say, what if something better comes along that literally offers humanity a better way in regards to what we've known so far in history? And, you know, for her to come out and be like, no, this is this and it's destabilizing that. Well lady the system that you're talking about destabilizing has not done very much good for very many people i mean if you look at all the destruction that has been fueled by that system it and then you look at what we're coming into you gotta wonder you know where where are her faculties in regards to her mental capacity and abilities like she's brainwashed slime man she i think
0: she i think she 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 may know everything uh you know how how this really works and she's very threatened by if if the dollar does if she she won't have the power of the the printing press if she ever gets back in the power again and that's uh uh uh, of of the money printing press is what i mean and so uh yeah she 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 feels threatened and it's something that people it, it it does conjure up a lot of emotion and patriotism. And if you want power, that's what you're going to do. Conjure up fear and patriotism and all this stuff around, a, a, you know, scapegoat something. That's how you get the power. Scapegoat, scapegoating Bitcoin is going to be something we see more and more of uh, coming up from all sorts of people that y- you thought maybe had disappeared, but hey, they hey, they get a second life by uh, jumping on this uh, anti-Bitcoin train. But I w- I, I, again, I, I will say this, um, comp- she doesn't want to compete She's all about complaining. Complaining is, is what is in these days. And when people are complaining, then they call for regulation. And that's what these power-hungry sociopaths love is, quote-unquote, regulation, which is just power-grabbing. So, yeah, that, that that's her prerogative on, on the whole thing in my interpretation of
2: it. Most and, disingenuous uh, takes I've ever heard. Most disingenuous takes I've ever heard out of her mouth. Just so,
0: ridiculous. Uh, So before we get to our final thoughts here, uh, Shapiro, any any other thoughts on uh, Hillary Clinton or anything like that that we we discussed earlier?
1: Yeah, I mean, what she represents, it's really literally parasites that are against human life itself. Um, And and this is not hyperbole. It's not about uh, an insult. Uh, If you look at the foundations of life. Uh, you can look at what Schrodinger argued, what is life? It's just this thermodynamic process that uh, creates order, creates value, and expels waste heat. That's what life is. Uh, and, and you can only do that with sound money, with Bitcoin. And, and so dollars are literally an attack against life itself. Uh, and it, it would destroy life to continue it. Um, so this is the the great fight. For human civilization, and the the Great Reset is going to fail because it, it's fundamentally against human life. They're no longer able to to pit us against each other because it becomes more and more apparent every single day that the inflationary measures are, are the state and the parasites uh, attacking life. And so finally, the, our natural immune system is is starting to kick in. Woo! That was That's the- real, man. Pal. That's real. Pal, pal, I, I, I that like that.
0: Speaking of, uh, you know, f- politicians, Hillary Clinton, like politicians, Kiwi bloke says good day from Auckland still holding yeah You've got a young and more successful version of Hillary Clinton, uh, running your uh, country. Like it was uh, a little China down there. So, uh, I, it's good. It's good to hear from you, Kiwi bloke. Um, and, uh, hopefully uh, the people down there will overthrow their uh, Hillary Clinton, who is a disgrace to humanity and, uh, is just a bunch of waste heat or whatever that, uh, that Michael just described. Okay, so let's uh, let's move on to our final thoughts and uh, tell us about some Bitcoin mining, uh, uh, Tarantula, or anything you want to talk about, anything that was left out today.
2: Oh, well, uh, I'm um, doing some stuff with our company right now, so um, I got to keep uh, that on the low. Uh, okay. I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> but uh, other than, but uh, otherwise, uh, I mean, I, I personally... For my own pleb mining operations because like I built out my own mining ops back in you know started back in 17 and then uh joined up with the OG producer and like expanded operations and everything right but after I did that I, I got back into the pleb mine frame and started acquiring ASICs again right and and uh I just um plugged in a couple more ASICs <laughs> so, uh I'm, I'm gonna have to run a couple a few more new circuits actually to if i want to fit anything else because i just maxed out everything i got <laughs> so and oh even better i was able to acquire these asics on zero percent apr credits and the actual revenue they're generating exceeds the monthly payments plus the electricity so it's like can't go wrong you know and then the damn fools, excuse my French, but they were foolish enough to put protection plans on the ASICs themselves. They must not know the failure rate some of these things experience. Because at 36 months, I can uh, claim damage on them and get them uh, replaced. So I'm just like, I'm like having an early Christmas over here, man. its in, It's been crazy the last couple of months.
0: <laughs> All right. keep, keep, keep standing in motion. You are linked to below. Everybody follow uh, Hoddle. He is... Uh, He's a funny guy, man, and it's good to have you back on the show. All right, uh, Shapiro, you'll get the final ro- a word. Just anything you want to talk about uh, from your project to uh, news to, to anything.
1: Yeah, I guess I'd just say, you know, Bitcoin fixes everything. People don't appreciate that enough. People don't appreciate the, the scope and the breadth of that. Uh, and when there's a, a true appreciation for that, I think, People are going to want to fight more, fight faster. There's this tendency to to just hodl, and and I agree that that makes sense. The thing is, one hodler is, is worth you know 10,000 people. So if you're worth 10,000 people, what can you do in with your time? Uh, and and there's probably a lot of valuable contributions that can be made. Um, the the reason I started this company was because i was seeing that there were inefficiencies and there are inefficiencies and and more can be done so I, i'd encourage people to to stay focused on the the things that really matter that
0: that is a good way to
2: end it everyone. right yeah hey real quick i was just thinking about what michael was saying about fiat being the killer of life and everything and and uh and that you know that's real uh Bitcoin, uh, you know, and like and what it is, is it's it's our life, you know, and 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 the actual, uh, you know, death of the dollar. Well, that's truth. Death is truth, you know, and Bitcoin is truth in the face of the dollar, if you get what I mean. (laughs) Well, Bitcoin
0: is innovation. I can't believe these sociopaths out there want to stifle innovation. Uh, The United States is a country of innovation. And I think it's, it's, it's going to stick around. I think people will value the innovation over being protected from scary things. Oh, protect me. Innovation wins out in the long run. And it, uh, let's keep on, let's keep on rolling here in this space. And, uh, one holder is worth 10,000 people. Then man, I wonder, I mean, I'm holding more than one Bitcoin. So I wonder what I'm worried. Anyway, all all right, all right, pound that like button, everybody. Shabbat Shalom. Hanukkah starts on Sunday. I'll be back uh, next week at some point to do this week at Bitcoin. It'll be Hanukkah. We'll light the candles together. Everybody have a, a beautiful weekend. Pound that like button. I'm Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister Disrupt Meister. Subscribe to the channel. Follow all three of these dudes on Twitter. Thank you every, everybody for your time. Again, Shabbat Shalom. We, we will see you soon. Take care, everyone. Enjoy your the Thanksgiving leftovers or whatever you got. Be healthy. See ya. Hillary Clinton is lame All right, guys, very good.